This is a this shit, shittest show that we've done in the longest, longest time. And it's your I'm not fault. doing any. No, it's my fault. How is this my fucking fault? Hey, I'm wearing a tie. I don't care. I don't care if you're wearing a tie. Hey. <laughs> we got blind melon chitlin. It's time to get plumper in the bunker. Welcome to the Boomer Bunker News with the Boomer Bunker Views. Good evening, everyone. I'm. Thank you for being here. Not acknowledging 420, I am Boober and Bob, and going to acknowledge 420 and not do any small talk before jumping into topics. John Domingo. Hey, well, of course we're going to. It's it's Hitler's birthday. It's the anniversary of Columbine. 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 Uh, it's uh, Get High Day. Why wouldn't you mention it? Just trying to say. Why wouldn't you? Well, we have a conundrum to do right now because. We are both patrons of the Eric Zane show. He was talking about us. So, I mean, this is Patreon content. But since he's talking about us, I think we need to, we should address it. No? See this as a full-on endorsement. I, th <laughs> okay. I think he's proud because we're on the Eric Zane podcast network and he's not. Right. Well, he should, he should apply. That's what he should do. I, I think I already denied him. Uh, he, he's welcome to reapply you know it's funny we could have like all these shows on the eric zane podcasting network and not have a show on there that to me would be hysterical hey, I, do you think he'd send us a, a cease and desist i got uh, he doesn't more bunkers life yeah he doesn't like he he thinks i'm uh i'm a little too salty for his his brand from what i understand i haven't i haven't had a chance to do you want to play this or? Sure. Here we go. I think there's a little bit of racism in your old pal, Eric Zane, because I am right now, as we speak, thinking of ridiculously racist signs that I could do. That would be just as bad as that. So I am a, a bit of a racist. Okay. But I am not saying it. I am just getting ahead of this that in my brain right now, I am not on my high horse saying that I am opposed to racist jokes. But this is fucked up. This is too much. What was too much? I would never roll that type, those dice with that much. If I'm going to be racist, I'm going to be a little bit more subtle. Really? There have been many times on this show that I have dropped a racist joke. You'll have to subscribe to his Patreon to know to where that. this is coming from. But I am not going to be that blatant about it. And I think we need to be as subtle as possible in our racism. <laughs> okay? And being a bigot. You got to be careful when it comes to your bigotry. You cannot be like John Gismongo and blurting out ridiculous ridiculous slurs okay okay i don't no. know what i stay away you see john Gismongo is a fucking moron well, i'm not a pussy oh it i should iso that easy to track down you should tree that flies out of that ass fuck's mouth you just need to put on the boomer bunker right you all need to follow on twitch I think those dicks are going live tonight. Bob, aren't you going live tonight? Don't you have another uh, a race rant filled show going on? Oh, well, we will now. Gizmongo. <laughs> of course we will now. Rob says he's not smart enough to be racist. Now that's true. What, what do you mean I'm not smart enough to be racist? You need to listen. Maybe he's talking about me. Slur spewing <laughs> scuzz. Oh, he's talking about me. Jerry Hill showed now me on Gismongo <laughs> at 9 p.m. tonight for the Boomer Bunker. Sometimes he calls Just me John. A couple of fuckheads. There we go. That's an endorsement. I oh, like it. Some of the worst examples of humanity on <laughs> shit show. Uh, you should subscribe to their Patreon. Now, I think I said the word. I think I said chink. Isn't it? Isn't that what I said? Chink. Like like chink in the armor, chink in the armor. Well, no, I mean, I think I. I well, think, well, you didn't use it in that particular manner. I think I called it the chink virus, or something like something that. something of that sort. Yeah, that was rude. Whatever. 
So I'm not a pussy. In other words, I, I, again, it doesn't mean that I hate Asian people or whatever, I, and I don't hate anybody. But you know, if you can make a a racial, you know, if if you can make a racial joke or something like that, what's the big? Everybody, oh, 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 racism, racism. Come here, fucking break. Yeah, and again, he's even saying it's like, oh, look, I could say a bunch of things right now, but I'm too much of a pussy. And I understand it. I mean, if, if he gets canceled, he's fucked. I he mean, what's he going to do? I mean, this is his bread and butter. Yeah, it's his bread and butter. I, for me, what are they going to do? I'm retired. I'm I'm handicapped. I'm half fucking dead. You already canceled yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing that anyone could do to me. What could they do? What could they do to me? Like, you can't punch down. That's what they say. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I'm the lowest form of life there is. So anything I make fun of, I'm punching up. I guess because I'm a stale, pale male, which is an old white dude, that I'm supposed to, I have privilege. Look around you. Look at all this privilege that I have here. Give me a fucking break. You can't so, be racist. You have a black fan behind you. I have a black fan. See? Nothing wrong with that like to go ahead and thank everybody who's uh watching us live right now i appreciate you being here i know that the monday show is sold out that's why we booked this wednesday night show thanks for being here and coming to the backup show this is a uh, smoking show so light up <laughs> yeah and here's the thing about eric i, I like eric you know he's a, he's a good guy but you know what he puts on his shit too like his masking nonsense where he's all for masking and all for you know the vaccine and all that like, well, he, he, like he's he, a big Democrat. Well, I, I don't believe no any of that. Show. Like the No Agenda show, he benefited when everybody was locked down because there was nothing to do. What, are you going to watch fucking Tiger King again? No, you're going to tune into Eric Zane. Yeah. And he actually interacts somewhat with his audience while, you know, while he's live. So that makes it even better. I swear to God, you know what I want to do from now on? I want to send the link to get in here. Every time we, we do a show, I'm going to send him, I'm going to email him the link and say, if you're around, pop in, say hi, hang out for five minutes and leave. Again, I, you know, he can have his opinions. I, we're definitely not the same show that his show is. I mean, we talk about things. We're rough. We, you know, we're, we don't pussyfoot around the issue. You know, we go right for the throat. Like I said, our humor is so dark. It's like a subway shooter. The only reason I listen to his show is because I hope that he's going to go into his ad read for jam synthetics. Cause when he does that shit, I about, I, I have tears coming out of my eyes. Cause it's, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to break his balls about doing ads. I mean, he does, he does a great job. He's got some, he's well, got sponsors. He acts like he's talking to, to the guy who owns jam synthetics acts like he's talking to him on the phone. And, and when he does, the DM synthetics guy, his voice, I think his name's Jason or something like that. He acts like he's crying. So, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm missing a holiday because number one, I don't smoke pot, but, and you know, I've never killed a, a 6 million Jews. So I, don't, I haven't done that yet. Um, one at a time, buddy. All right. So today is 420. And in Denver, which is the Mile High City, they had a Mile High 420 Festival. Now, here's the thing. In Colorado, you're allowed to buy marijuana. You're allowed to possess marijuana. But you're not allowed to smoke marijuana in public. You can only smoke it in private, in your own home or something, or, or someplace that's designated. So this festival, which is the largest 420 festival in the world, if you smoke marijuana there today, you're breaking the law. Do you think they care? Or is anybody, are the cops going to go over there and start arresting a bunch of people for this celebration? There's no minimal age required to attend. However, it's expected to change in 2023 when only people over 21 can attend. Marijuana can only be consumed in a private residence, in a licensed marijuana hospitality business, or in a licensed retail marijuana hospitality and sales business by people 21 years of age and older. Now, I know that Trump made it uh, the legal age to smoke anything, any kind of tobacco product, uh, 21. Uh -huh. 
it, it was 18, 19 in Alabama. Let's see, it is illegal to consume marijuana in a place that is observable by the public or to well, which the public has access without restriction. All right, but then again, sexy Andrea says, sexy voice Andrea says, or in my car. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing it when you're driving. That's like drinking and driving, isn't it? I mean, technically, I it's I know it's different. I don't know. Effect, I've but... never been high. I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know. Do ever, I'm, you now know, I'm going to go way, way back. Roach, roach in between your legs in the seat, and then you, you're, you're up against a telephone pole. Set everything on fire. Well, um, you burn your taint. All right. It's a thing. It is a thing. It's definitely a thing. So I'm, I, I'm interested to find out tomorrow how this all went. I'm excited. I want to see if they were they did any kind of uh, policing over there. Just let people smoke weed on one day. God, stop being such so tight asses. Such tight asses. All right. So yesterday was a glorious day. I think it was yesterday, right? Where they a judge in Tampa, federal judge, shot down the mask mandate, uh, said it was unconstitutional because the way they went about enacting it. All right. And so it's not that she's a doctor, this judge. She just looked at the law and said, you know what? Mm, this is unconstitutional. This really. So people in the planes are taking off their mask and everybody's like, woo, and everything's happening. And uh, instead of just saying, you know, because it's a stupid law anyhow, instead of by the Biden administration saying, guess what? Uh, we're just going to go with this and, Everybody, you want to wear a mask, wear one. If you don't, don't, whatever. Now, now they're going to fight it now. Now they're going to fight it. Not because masks work. Not because it will do anything to stop the spread of COVID. They're doing this because they think that if they let this happen, the CDC won't have as much power. So the next time they need to jam something down our throat or up our ass, yeah, I'd like that to they won't be able to do that. A short, a short clip from the article here says the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is asking the Department of Justice to proceed with its appeal of a ruling issued by a Florida judge on Monday, which tossed out the Biden administration's mask mandate for public transportation passengers. That's what it says. So, yeah, well, the Biden administration basically is they are running the CDC, so they'll do whatever the CDC says. Same thing with the teachers union, the teachers union was uh, basically up the CDC's ask and, ask, and they were giving them, they were telling them how they should rule. This is a bunch of bullshit. I mean, this, is, this isn't fun in games anymore. This is two years of this shit. It's over and done with. Mother, I got it. I got COVID, and I got, I lived through it. How do bad you, can it fucking be? Do you wear a mask everywhere you go? I don't go out. But That's when not you, the okay. point. Okay, you go out and you go to like you go through a drive through and grab some coffee, right? No, no mask. Okay, I didn't no. know if you put one on when you no. had interactions with somebody. If I had to go, all right, at one point I had to go to the doctors every day for five weeks, and and then you had to wear a mask for that. Uh, I can't, I, I don't go places where I have to wear a mask, I just don't do it. So that's it. And again, how bad can this variant be? If I caught it with all the comorbidities that I have and was sick for a week, well, you know what this all boils down to? This all boils down to they needed COVID to come back so that they can have mail-in voting and all that bullshit so that they can fuck with this election too. Eric was all excited. His heart was all a flutter. His his sphincter puckered up tighter. You couldn't jam a pin up his ass with with a sledgehammer for the simple fact that Philadelphia has went back to indoor masking. And he was like so excited. Ooh, I wish they would do it in Michigan. Ooh. The only problem we have here is that the, our police shoot people in the back of the head. I guess that Coke didn't last that long, huh? That's <laughs> nah, a little on the warm side in here today. So Okay. I don't have my air conditioner connected right now. It's, it's and, and I'll tell you what. The businesses don't want to go through this bullshit. They, they, I mean, the, the, they've had it with it. Everybody's had it with it. And it doesn't make any sense because they're just making laws to make laws because they, they don't want to be told what they want to be told that they can't tell you what to do. And guess what? I think it's time that we, yeah, it's time for us to just say, you know what? Double middle fingers. Fuck you. We're not doing this anymore. Remember Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah. 
St. Clair County officials are finding new ways to try and Is get there audio? more people vaccinated. Yeah. But the county says that, uh, vaccinations right here at this site have actually dwindled, and they're trying new and unique ways to get more people inside these gates to get their shots. You know, we have to think outside of the box. St. Clair County Emergency Management <laughs> Agency Director Herb Simmons is getting creative to try and get more people to get their COVID-19 vaccine. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried with an important message. St. Clair County is running a COVID-19 mass vaccination site at the Bel Claire Fairgrounds. So you know you have to do it. You have to get vaccinated. Uh, no kidding. This one's a matter of life or death. We are <laughs> of our beloved Gilbert Gottfried after a long illness. In addition to being the most iconic voice in comedy, Gilbert was a wonderful husband, brother, friend, and father of his uh, two young children. Although today is a sad day for us all, please keep laughing as loud as possible. So uh, how has the pandemic treated you? How, how have you uh, handled it? Did you get COVID? No, no. Did you get, did you get vaccinated? No, not wood. Uh, yeah, I got the two regular shots and I even got the booster. And everything's fine? You're good to go? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, I knock wood uh, 5,000 times. Yeah. yeah, get vaccinated. Uh, no kidding. This one's a matter of life or death. It well, did it. See, get vaccinated. Behind me in this picture, uh, they paid for this cameo, so I have to tell you to get vaccinated. But behind me is my deathbed. I crawled from my deathbed, even with my vaccinated body, to get over here to tell you to get a vaccine. It doesn't work. Uh, now, the boosters don't work. If all this shit worked, why are we still getting COVID? I'm barely hanging on. Whoever fucks my wife next, please be better than I am. She's had to put up with me for years. My barely hard cock trying to get in there. I was able to give her two children by the miracle and grace of God. Maybe she cheated on me. I don't know. But I'm on the downside of a mediocre career. The only way I can make money is to make fucking cameos for a someplace. I don't even know where the fuck it is. And because they can't give away these fucking vaccines. Nobody wants this shit. I used to be the voice of an insurance company, Aflac. Yes, I was Aflac. And what did I do? I made a couple of tsunami jokes and some gooks floating on down the river. And the hey. next thing you know, I'm in a I'm in a deathbed over here making cameos for some kind of county. My life's going good. You know what? Do whatever the fuck you want to do. I wish I could do that voice. I don't think I can. I've I've never tried a Gilbert Gottfried voice. I can hear Eric tomorrow. He did it again. He yeah, said floating do. gooks. What's wrong with you? I was hey, doing I, Gilbert Gottfried. While he was pointing out your penchant for racist slurs. They were um, bobbing up and down like wontons. They were floating up and down in the sea like wontons as it covered the ground. There you go. Sucks. Yeah, I, I was busy and I couldn't get to the uh, phone to comment, but I was going to let him, you know, in John's eyes, he's grandfathered into racism. He can use whatever racial slur he wants. I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't care. You know, they call me fat. They call me old. They make fun of me all the time. Fuck them. I don't care. I, I Who's coming after me? Jet Li? COVID. What, are they going to spit my sushi? They don't no, even know me. Water. Here's the problem, Bob. Nobody knows us. We're over here. We're shucking and jiving. We allowed to say shucking and jiving, being white? We're shucking and jiving. We're trying to do bits. We're trying to be funny. We're trying to entertain. Nobody knows us. And I don't care. I don't want to be famous. I don't want a lot of people to know us. I want to be the best kept secret in podcasting. Because what happens if we start to become popular, these fucks will come in here and start trying to cancel us. Fuck you all. Do something better if you can. You yeah. can't. Oh, racism. Racism. It's not even racism. 
It's not like I'm saying I wouldn't sit down and have a, a meal or I don't want people of color in my neighborhood or, you know, I don't disrespect people when I see them outside. That's racism. But if you're going to make a joke about a stereotype, you know, how Asians are bad drivers and you can blindfold them with a pair with a piece of dental floss, shit like that. That's the stuff. Yeah. Right. I, the only going back to Gilbert, the only thing he ever did that I actually liked, he played a character. I want to say his character's name is Johnny crunch on, uh, the adventures of Ford Fairlane. Oh yeah. I remember that. That's right. He He was the, the rude, you know, radio announcer guy. I was a shock jock in, uh, Andrew Dice's fabulous movie, Ford Fairlane. That thing went down like the Titanic. I loved that movie. Sorry. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it in the theaters. I don't know. Oh, I, I have it on you know, DVD. and what? Oh, my throat's all raw now from doing Gilbert. Yeah. I don't know how his voice isn't. You know, I bet he wishes that he would have, I don't know, taken a couple of cabs because he was known for being frugal and just you know walking everywhere because he didn't want to blow the money. Oh my God. So here's the thing. So I forget who was talking. It was, I was, I heard it on a podcast. I don't know which podcast it was. So I apologize. So he would get uh, a spot on the tonight show and they would say, okay, we'll get you plane fare out here. And he goes, no, no, just give me the money. I'll book my own flight. So then he would get his manager and his manager would say, get me a gig out in California. Right. You know, a stand up for that weekend. So then the the comedy club would give him a plane ticket and a hotel room and all. So he would just take that money. He was the king. Like his wife. Yeah. She must be sitting on a a pile of money. You can't take it with you. But I mean, he is who he is. And he's, he was known for being, there was a woman, he was on a date. They went out for coffee uh, or something. Estimated net worth was 8 million. Wow. Is that all? Yeah. That's amazing. Well, you know, cameo money. I mean, I think it's uh, Andy Dick getting on cameo and taking all of his money. It was a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So he he was known for being cheap. He would go to the bathroom when the check came and he would stay there until whoever was at the table would pay the check. And then he'd come out and say, okay, you ready to go? And never offer to pay for. Yeah, he didn't pay for shit. Some uh, Alan Harper shit. If you ever watch Two and a Half Men. Exactly that kind of shit. I hate that stuff. I, you know, I forgot my wallet. Darn it! I'll pay you back on the next one. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, so where do you want to go next, my friend? My Dunkin' Donuts. My dear Dunkin' Donuts is being sued by a cup by three assholes that didn't realize that coffee is hot. How do you not know this? Right. Wasn't three- didn't, wasn't this already a thing with uh, McDonald's? They did this back in the old days. Some some old lady uh, had a McDonald's coffee, and she put it between her legs and hit a bump, and the next thing you know, it it, it fried her roast beef. So uh, three Garden State residents have separately filed lawsuits against the coffee giant Dunkin', claiming it's too hot coffee caused burns when they spilled it, and storefronts are too hazardous. I don't understand what this is all about. Um they did it on April 4th in Superior Court of Paseo County. The lawsuit alleges the store was negligent in the preparation sale service of the coffee and that it was too hot, causing second and third degree burns on this, the skin. Now, don't get me wrong. Dunkin' Donuts coffee is like lava. But you know something? You know what I do when I get my coffee? I go in. I say, can I get a whatever coffee? And I say, can you throw a couple ice cubes in it just to bring it down just below lava temperature? And they do it. And, you know, you have a nice cup of coffee. And if you but could, I, preferably, I would like for you to use the ice cubes that are already in the bottom of that tray where they fell out of cups. Sure. If you can get a cup, they probably do. They say, oh, this fucking guy. They probably pick up. Why do you do that, Bob? Now, God damn it, Bob. <laughs> As a result of the injury suffered by her husband, this plaintiff suffered the loss of her husband's aid, comfort, and conjugal fellowship and consortium. So what I guess what happened was this guy spilled a uh, hot coffee on his pee-pee and now he can't bang his wife on the regular. I think that's what that sentence says. Uh, the lawsuit claims that the, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I've always been into ice cubes myself. Not, not a hot guy when it comes to down there. The lawsuit claims that the lid in the cup were mismatched and did not fit as a result. 
it ex the excessively hot content spilled onto the plaintiff. It was painful and permanently injured and in the future will incur medical and surgical expenses in effort to cure. How hot's coffee supposed to be? Can we get rolling on that? I've taken measurements coming out of the Keurig, but I forget the temperature, to be honest with you. Coffee's hot. Cut me a yeah. break, people. Same thing if you go to the Wawa. Their coffee's hot, too. Everything, it's, nothing's anybody's fault anymore. Exactly. I was about to say it's it's getting to where everybody's worried about being protected. I mean, they're they're trying to get some bill through, not to bring this up, but uh, they're trying trying to get some bill, you know, in Washington. Did you say not to bring this up? Well, I don't want to go deep dive into it, but, you know, they're upset because Amazon lists the things that it makes money off of more when you do like a search for sunglasses or headphones or whatever. Amazon's algorithm will list the things that it makes money off of more first than the things it doesn't. And and they're wanting to make laws to change that because somehow it's Amazon's job to educate the consumer. And it's like, no, it's not. Fucking buyer beware. You ever have a have a guy at a car lot, you walk up to that car and you're like, yeah, I really like this one. And they, do they ever go, oh, that's a fucking piece of shit. Don't buy it. No, they, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much your budget? Okay. So if you sell this widget and you make a dollar profit and then you sell this other widget and you make a quarter profit, which one are you going to push? The one you make a dollar on and the one you make a quarter on? Well, the other thing is nobody's telling you to go buy crap at Amazon. I love Amazon. It's right, the, it's the best. Saying, but you know, and then it came in. They're also working on the whole Apple thing with the with uh, Apple and Google in regards to their app stores and all that, all that crap. They want uh, Apple to allow third party app stores. I'm like, yeah, okay. So everybody wants viruses on their on their devices. Great. Hmm. Like, I'm aware that the Apple ecosystem is locked in, and that I can only get things that apple approves off of their app store it doesn't bother me i've never gone oh i wish i could get that on my phone you have it on yours you're on your android no, i don't care i'm i'm well aware of what i'm buying into it's like you get in an airplane don't get mad if it goes down because that's definitely one of the fucking options like like you know what you're getting into i get it i get it are baby carrots just aborted carrots no stop it what it's not aborted carrots what they are know. is baby carrots are just carrots they grind down into other stuff. No, they're actually engineered to just grow that size, but No, they're not. You mean there's little loving carrots? A guy and his dad, yeah, they fucking developed that shit like long like twenty years ago. I'm not kidding. This is the stuff that other recyclers don't want. You got they're audio? Yes. putting it in the dump. We produce 300 million tons of plastic globally each year, and only 9% of it is recycled. So we see tons of these soda cups. Priyanka Bakaya talks about a recycling revolution. Bukaki. Here's what's revolutionary. Priyanka's startup, Renewlogy, can take plastic, any plastic. Okay, now I got to pee. Fuel. So this is the diesel fuel that we create off our process. The process, highly efficient. There's almost no waste. 70 to 80% will become this liquid fuel product. And then we get about 20% becomes um, similar to a natural gas, which we recycle. And that's what... As for her process, it begins here with plastic shredded and chipped. Looks like a confetti um, at this point. The plastic confetti is then melted in this extruder. And the melted plastic is vaporized in an oxygen-free chamber. With the exception of feeding the plastic into the shredder, the whole process is largely automated. And one unit can take 10 tons of plastic trash a day and turn it into 2,500 gallons of fuel. Oh yeah. Instead of something that was, you know, ending up in landfills in our oceans, you now have something that's a usable product. Her vision is to build her new kind of plastic recycling units across the country, even the world closer you can get to the plastic sauce, you know, the better it is. This is part of a unit already being shipped to Nova Scotia. And I think we're going to see how the first few months go of this program here and see if it makes sense to ultimately just have something located in Boise. The fucking bang's gotta go, bro. Now, plastic trash from Boise will be shipped to Salt Lake City, where Renewlogy will take that old plastic and turn it into new fuel. This is amazing. If this I works... That, I it was awesome. Yeah, if this works out, 
I don't want to hear, I don't want to get another fucking paper straw. I've had it with paper straws and all, because if this works out, people will be fighting for plastic uh, trash, you know, cups and shit like that. And then the other thing you could do is you could take and make a ship and outfit it with one of these things and go out there to that big giant pile of plastic that's floating around in the Pacific and start scooping it up and making diesel fuel and pumping it into tankers and sending it back in again. It's a two for right there. Two for one gets rid of the tr- the garbage, number one, and it makes fuel. So I'm I'm I'll be happier than a pig and shit if this thing works out. This will be amazing. We don't have to hear about. We don't have to hear about. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I have. I think Jason's right. I don't that, you know, know, man. I don't know. I mean, they've gotten this far. I don't think they're going to end up Epstein. They they may. Uh... They may be allowed to make a couple bucks. It's, it's it's when you start cutting into the oil industry's money like big time, then you're going to get Epstein. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. But again, I, I think that this is really, really promising, to be honest with you. And I'm excited about it. And you don't hear anybody else talking about it. How about a liberal meltdown question? Sure. It is time for the liberal meltdown question of the day. Why do Democrats acknowledge the importance of secure borders when referencing war, but then take little interest in securing our own? Yeah. You know why? Because they need new voters. They need dumb Democratic voters. So what they do is they, they, they're not... See, your basic Democrats are not having children. They all have little dogs and cats and everything. They're dog moms and cat moms because they don't really require as much effort as a real child. So they're not having Democrats aren't having children, so they're losing numbers. So what they're doing is they're just bringing in all these, you know, all these illegal aliens or illegal immigrants, and they're just shipping them all over the place. So and they're hoping that they vote Democrat. That's why they're doing it. I mean, that's but not that's not very hard. To, that's not hard to figure that one out. But they're all for secure borders when talking about say Ukraine and things like that. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. See, again, what don't you understand? They don't, they're going to bring Ukraine voters over here and hopefully they'll vote Democrat. The problem is when you bring Ukraine voters over here, they're, they've lived through socialism and shit. They don't like it. So there might be Republicans and that scares the shit out of, that scares the shit out of the Democrats. Listen, the Democrats are going to get shellacked. If they can't figure out a way to steal this election, in November, they're going to get shellacked. And they might get shellacked even if they try to steal it. You might not be able to steal this one. This one's going to be so bad. I mean, Jesus Christ, they can't even figure out who they're going to run next in 2024. They, they, Kamala Harris isn't even number two. They got Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, whatever his name is. So, Well, while we're on the topic, this is from CNN Politics. What happens to weapons sent to Ukraine? The U.S. doesn't really know. Of course. Oh, my God. And and you and and the taxpayers are paying for that. You're paying for it. I'm paying for it. Everybody's paying for this shit. And we're shipping all these weapons over there. And Russia said, you know what? You better knock your shit off. Stop arming these people. I just wish they would go ahead and admit what it is. It's a way for them to launder money to themselves. Well, I don't know if you can go to my death is coming video, but that's interesting because everybody's talking about the fourth turning every 80 something years. You've got four, it's a 20 year turn. And the last turn is the, like the worst. Uh, the last time we had a turning like this was for world war one and world war two. That was the turning. And then it f- flipped everything over and it started again. And that's when, you know, the fifties and the sixties, 70s 80s 90s and now here we are in the fourth turning again all right give me this guy here i agree let's keep going we are at the fourth seal of revelation the green horse now let's just go to revelation 6 and if you're using the net you'll see that it's called the pale green horse not just the pale horse and if you check the greek you'll see that the word is chloros chloros which means green or pale green just in case you're wondering that word chloros is translated as green for green grass in Revelation chapter 8. So yeah, you should translate it as green horse. So check this out. The rider of the pale green horse is actually death itself. And Hades, or the grave, 
follows right behind. That tells me that this is not going to be a long period like the other ones. But it says they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill its population with the sword, famine, and disease, and by the wild animals of the earth. One quarter of the planet will be killed. And the green movement, the green rider that we are seeing today, what do they want? Population reduction. There you go. The Green New Deal. The Great Reset. They got to get rid of 25% of people. And who do they want to get rid of? Fats of the olds. Telling you, Bob. You and your negativity. It's too much of a coincidence. What do you think about this whole thing that's going on with the libs of TikTok Twitter account and that uh, Taylor Lorenz? That the, the part that gets me is that, to my knowledge, that particular account doesn't necessarily offer much in the way of commentary or they, they don't edit the videos at all. No, they so don't edit they just, it. They just take crazy shit off of TikTok in regards to a certain demographic and just post the video in its entirety to their Twitter. And people, maybe the comments might bother somebody, but I don't see anything that the actual libs of TikTok account is doing necessarily wrong other than highlighting the fact that these videos are out there. Yeah. And again, it is public domain and you're allowed to share these things and download them. I mean, you know, we do it all the time. So the libs of TikTok, there's this woman, her name is Taylor Lorenz, and she went out and doxed this woman. This woman tried well, to stay. She is a reporter, I guess you will, okay, loosely using that term for the Washington Post. And she's also I think, worked for the New York Times at one point. She did. And so what happened? She's a slave and, of and, Jeff Bezos. Right. And then just a couple of weeks ago, somebody uh, basically did the same thing to her. They basically doxed her. And she was on TV crying about it. Hello, you can't, you, you know, you can't do, you should like do this. Is, synthetics guy. Yeah. So she's crying and it's the horriblest thing in the people and it's unsafe. And, and then this dumb C word turns around and does the same thing to this lady. And she's getting dogpiled by all kinds of journalists. I mean, it, this is and it's ridiculous. And then she's like, ooh, and she turned off the comments on her Twitter so you can't get to her. Taylor Lorenz is a hypersensitive professional victim. Yeah. Her entire career is based off of getting others removed from the internet and then removed from everything else in their lives, like their jobs, their everything. She is about canceling people just because they use a word like retard or whatever. Anything that she doesn't like. The, she hangs out on Clubhouse looking for something to just trigger her. So that later on, she can write, craft some stupid tweet about it. Yeah. Well, so. Shit. Yeah, she's a piece of shit. She absolutely is a piece of shit. So she tried to go. Not only did she try that she added this lady and she took the, the owner of the lives of TikTok account. But she's uh, she lives in Brooklyn and she is a real estate agent and she took her real estate license and put that in the article with her address on it. And then after everything started blowing up, they went back in and then edited the article and took it out. And now the Washington Post, the piece of shit paper that it is, it's not even worth wiping your ass with, they're backing her. And first of all, I wouldn't give them a penny in the same way with the New York Times. Whenever I see an article article in the new york times i'm like okay i'm not using it because they're going to want me to pay for it and i'm not paying for it same thing with the washington post it's two worthless rags two activist uh media outlets for the left and the democrats owned owned by billionaire cocksuckers yeah both of them i'm kind of surprised here we are it's wednesday evening and not much has transpired in the way of the uh elon musk twitter thing as far as him buying it over the weekend, whatever, or at the end of last week, uh, the Vanguard group upped their shareholding to 10.3%, which made them a larger holder than Elon. He was right, right at 9%. Right. Um, and from what I heard, BlackRock was going to get involved too. That's a massive, uh, corporation that manages roughly $10 trillion worth of assets for varied large companies. So they're also one of those corporations that are buying up, uh, entire neighborhoods before they're even built and then renting them out at 
grossly inflated rates. So there's a tweet that Elon made just a second and I'll bring it up. Elon had uh, tweeted the other day, wow, with Jack departing, the Twitter board collectively owns almost no shares. Objectively, their economic interests are simply not aligned with shareholders. So somebody else made a tweet to kind of tighten up what he said. And I've got that. You have to give me just a second. I'll... Well, that's interesting, isn't it? What's the board there for? To make sure that they do, that they don't step out of line and allow actually free here's, speech to go on there? Here's the board. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jack Dorsey owns 2.253%. He's the most. But the rest of them are way under, I mean, 0 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 0.0, 
Yeah, all right, so we're done with that. We're done with that one. We're done with that bit. Speaking of twats, Angelia Jolie is trying to fuck with Brad Pitt again. She's you mean at- like they're getting back together? No, 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 oh. no. So what's going on now is apparently he they, uh, he was under some kind of investigation, and this bitch is using some kind of Jane Doe, uh, and she's he's she wants through the Freedom of Information Act, she wants to find out what they were trying to, uh, what the inve- what happened during the investigation. Now, there was no charges brought, so the FBI is like, yeah, you know what, you really don't need to know any of this. There's no charges, nothing was wrong, you don't need to know any of this stuff. But I'm just thinking, how many times does this woman have to go after this guy, number one? And number two, poor Brad Pitt. I mean, there he is, he's married to Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston, and the next thing you know, he does a movie with Angelina Jolie and whatever she's got, that snap and twat between her legs, whatever that thing must be, that thing must be a fucking e-ticket ride. I'll tell you that right now. And then next thing you know, he's strapped with all these kids and he's like, I'm fucking Brad Pitt. I could be banging chicks, every, a different chick every night. I could line them up outside and keep banging them and banging them and banging them. And here I am with four, four kids that aren't mine. They're adopted. And and now I'm with this crazy bitch. So finally he gets out of that, and she still won't leave him the fuck alone. She's like herpes. You can't get fucking rid of her. You know, they better straighten up. They're going to get sent to bed without any adrenochrome. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's, she's an attractive woman. There's too much crazy there. You know, when she was married to... What's the guy's name? The one that did Sling Blaine. Uh, Billy Bob like, Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, they, they got vials of their own blood and they would wear it around each other like he gave her his blood and she gave him her blood and they would wear it around her neck in a necklace yelling in the chat i said ice cubes in my coffee you stupid twat and not the ones out of the overflow tray right did you um well have you been keeping up with the johnny depp thing at all that's another one i don't care about yeah i don't care about her i don't care about him you know again it's just two people that are having marital problems I mean, I was married. It's the picnic. I mean, I'm not talking about anybody else's married marriage or anything like that. I'm just saying it's it, the marriage. Why do you th- say, why do they say you got to work at it? Why are people making livings out of being marriage counselors? It's not easy. It's not easy at all. And now they think they're the same as us. They think they deserve the same rights. They think we're equal. Just kidding, everyone. Calm the fuck down before you start breaking your fingers on the, t- on the keyboard just kidding just kidding so in other news uh florida senate passes bill stripping disney of special self-governing power you know since like 1963 or whatever i i don't know how i feel about this well i mean disney has kind of been its own entity in regards to jurisdictions and things like that i mean they yeah well it, it, police force everything yeah it employs a lot of people uh it employs a lot of businesses with everything that it buys from from businesses in florida i mean it disney generates a shit ton of revenue and business in the state and they made a deal to you know they made a deal back in whatever time whenever it is now all of a sudden disney comes out against one of the bills and now they want to take these away so it's like if hey listen peasant if you don't like what we're doing we're going to steal we're going to take in we're going to cut your deal and we're going to make you you know, we're going to take your deal away from you. I don't think that's right. A deal's a deal. You just can't get, you know, you can't get all pissed off because they disagree with you on something. Let them disagree. It doesn't mean that they can do anything about it. They can't do nothing about this this bill that they passed that they're upset about. There's nothing they can do about it. But now they're going to, so, so if a company, and, I, and listen, I'm not saying that Disney should have even opened their mouth about this, but they did. And so what if they did? It doesn't mean that they should have their all their perks taken away from them. You going to so, read that? So the article that's the special status known as the Reedy Creek Improvement Act was signed into law in May of 1967 by Governor Claude Kirk in response to lobbying efforts by Disney. The entertainment giant proposed building a recreation-oriented development on 25,000 acres of property in a remote area of Central Florida's Orange and Osceola counties which consisted of 38.5 square miles of largely 
largely uninhabited pasture and swampland. So right. here's and they're the deal. to basically take that away from them. Yeah, not, in the not, yeah. what was it in the fifties? In the fifties, they bought this unusable land in the center of Florida. And they spent a shit ton of money making an amazing tourist attraction for kids and they people to come kids, to. Right. I don't. I don't know if that's the. I don't think that's why they started to do it. But okay, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. And it's been going on for days. I mean, I remember. Let's see, a young, fresh-faced John Jamingo going down to Florida to Disney World for the first time in 1977. You know. So, I mean, it's been there a long time. In uh, 82 when I was 11. Yeah. I mean, it's been there a long, long time. And, you know, and they built other parks around it. I mean, it's, an you know, they've done an amazing thing in the middle of Florida when there was nothing but mosquitoes, alligators, and wild hogs. Yeah, well, don't act like that would be undeveloped to this day. <laughs> what you, not like that. Who's going to come there and invest that much money into the state? And, and again, they, just say that they've got a special deal. They're still paying a lot of taxes and they're employing people to pay a lot of taxes. So I don't listen. I like Ron DeSantis. I really think this was I, I don't think he should have done this. I think it was overreach. Yeah, I do. I think they just said, hey, the Disney Corporation is allowed to think what they want. They're a country in here. They're allowed their, their own opinion. We disagree with it. We're not changing our mind. And that's that. But to go right after him again, it's just this, it's the same tit for tat shit. It's the same thing. They complain about the Democrats doing doing that. And then he does turns around and does the same thing. I just think it's yeah, I do think it's over. Go out there and be like, hey, quit fucking kids. All right. Yeah. Well, not only that, it's like, okay, well, they disagree with this and they're allowed to disagree with it. We stand on our principles and you know, I I passed the law and they can't really do anything about it. And that's that. What are they gonna do? Shoot your shot, Disney. They're just doing this to, to please the their people in the, you know, their employees and shit. They're crazy employees. All right. I've had enough. How about you, Bob? Got anything else? You're a pussy. I am a pussy. I'm all pissed off. Nothing worked. Fucking thing. Yeah. Disney sucks. Disney sucks. Fuck Disney and everything that they own. Hulu. Mm -hmm. Well, I do like Letter Kenny. I do like Letter. Oh, they own Hulu too? Yeah. Disney owns God Hulu. damn. They have ESPN. everything. ABC. Yeah, it's Marvel, crazy. Marvel. And you know who owns all yeah, and China owns them. Well, well, they invest heavily in them, yes. And what does that mean? Basically own them. Yeah, I know. Just like they invest heavily in the into the New York Times. But uh you got anything else before we leave? No. All right. No. Do you want to check your schedule to see if we're on Monday at, at uh ten o'clock? I've already done my unit that I was going to do Monday. I already did it, so I'm clear for Monday. They just, uh, there's a big thing in Syracuse. There's cops. They catch this kid. He's eight years old, and he's shoplifting. So the cops catch him, and they don't handcuff him. They hold his hands behind his back. They put him in a cop car. They don't take him to the police station. They uh, take him home, and they tell his parents and everything, and that's it. And people videotaped it. And because the cops had the kid's hand behind them, uh, they said that that was uh, cruel and un unusual punishment. Well, so is stealing shit. Guess what? That eight-year-old kid probably won't be doing any more shoplifting anytime soon. How are you This is the problem. What are you supposed to do? They catch a kid shoplifting. What are you supposed to do? Take back. Don't ever do that again. You're that teach a kid. You're supposed to ask him um, what gender he would like to be. Yeah. That's the only acceptable thing you're allowed to do with an eight-year-old. One of my kids one time shoplifted, got caught, and was taken to the police station. Back in the day, if you got caught, they had security. The, the store had security. They would detain you, call the cops, and press charges against you. So I had, I, they called the house, and I was, I was getting in the car. I was going to get the child. And guess what? The child's agent, my ex-wife, wouldn't let me go down there. She went down there and got her. And I was furious. Yeah, Take the what? guy in the video, the guy who was taking the video, and I think he caused more more problems than anybody else. I mean, I agree it shouldn't have taken three cops to do that, but maybe they were trying to 
scare this kid straight, whatever, you know, I don't know what their methodology is. It's none of my business, but <clears throat> the guy was saying, I'll pay for the chips, man. I'll pay for the mother. You know, that's not the point. Stupid. Yeah. Well, I brought up the point that, you know, cause I was talking to another podcaster about this earlier today. And I said, you know, I was arrested for theft when I was 17 years old. And as they were putting the cuffs on me, I offered to pay for the item. And they were like, yeah, sorry, bud. Too late. That ain't the way it works. I, you know, it's funny. And I just thought about this because it just popped back in my mind again. I was shopping. I was single at the time. And it was after work. And I grabbed a bag of chips. And I was eating chips as I went through. And I bought like, I don't know, $100 worth of groceries. And I went and I put all the stuff on there. And the bag of chips was in the in the. The thing where the baby, the cart where the baby sits or something. And I didn't throw it on the, I didn't throw it on there. And that was my fault. And as I leave, they go, you stole chips. And I go, excuse me. And they go, you stole chips. And I go, what are you talking about? They go, there's chips here. You didn't pay for them. I said, oh shit. I said, I'm sorry. I'll go back and pay for them. And they started to say the same thing that you can't do that. And I said, I'll tell you what I'll do right now. I said, I will, I will return every item in this cart everything i will yeah. return everything and then you can take me to jail or i can give you the two dollars for the bag of chips and we can call it even i didn't do it on purpose just forgot to put the empty bag up on the fucking thing only time that kind of shit bothers me is when i see somebody walking around eating grapes it's like you know they charge by the pound for those and you eating them is basically lessening the poundage yeah the I know. Bag. so that's theft or yeah, i mean it's very the... minor petty theft but still i'll tell you another thing that I've done before as an adult is I'll go and I'll get a bag. You used to get a, you have, a, they'd have loose candy there, you know, and I would get like, you know, you, you get a pound of caramels and you'd eat like four or five or six or seven or 20 of them out of the bag. Same thing. Put all those wrappers in your pocket. Oh, uh, you know what I am? I'm a filthy thieving bigot is what I am. All right, everybody, you know, the deal. If you're still here, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back here Monday morning, 10 o'clock after the Eric Zane show. Yeah, and, we're uh, going to put some uh, Patreon content together. Are we? He uh, took a dump on the uh, Patreon, too. You didn't You didn't catch that? No. I, again, I told you, the only reason I have Patreon there is so I can take the videos that we do and put them over and, and link them there so that people can, if they want to see them later, for free. Well, we should do what he does and um, listen to copyrighted music. And then act like we're DJs and then put that, put that up as a uh, Patreon content. Uh, look, I'm not breaking Eric's balls. He, Eric can do whatever Eric wants to do. No, I, I think it'd be fun. Uh, well, what are we going to be DJ? Yeah. Name that tune. I don't care. I mean, if you want to do, I'm up for doing Patreon content. I don't have a problem with that, but I just, like I said, he likes breaking my balls and I'm all for it. I don't care. How about we learn all these dances that somehow people just know when a song comes on at a, at a bar, they know mm -hmm. how they all know how to do the exact same dance moves. I'll tell you in, what in unison, I'll hold the camera. You dance. Have you ever, you know, noticed that like catch like a live video on like Facebook or TikTok? There's some bar in Nashville and they're live and they're oh, it's, playing it's, anything oh, yeah. from like Nickelback to a country song. It doesn't matter what it is, but everybody magically knows the moves. How is that fucking possible? It's country line dancing, Bob. You never heard, heard of country? They got the this 10, ain't okay, but okay, but steps, they're doing it 1632. Okay, but they're doing it to Green Day. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it doesn't weird. matter. Yeah, it's just to the beat, and they just have their same thing that they do. It's like the it's like it's the, it's the it's like the redneck electric slide is what it is. I don't get it. I, I wouldn't be able to remember move number three. I'd have to Me watch either. somebody else. Right. But they do. The girls know it. They they know it and they they can do it. White girl wasted, they can still do those dances. My dancing days are over. All right, everyone. Yeah, I'm to. All right, everyone. We'll be back on uh Monday, ten o'clock. Come on over and hang out with us after the Eric Zane show. And uh I'm gonna send it. <laughs> I'm going to make up an intro and send an intro over for him. I, I would do that, but I, I don't have the music. I need the music bed that he uses. Just send it. They... I just need it so I can have it, you know, going in my ears, you know, fucking up my eardrums, whatnot. Mm -hmm. See, Duchess is right here. 
She says, you remember how to play the guitar? You could do it. In, in order for me to dance, I, I used to get on, on the dance floor back in the day, and I used to cut it up. But um, I would drink hellacious amounts of alcohol in order to get me to do that. Oh, and you're I one of those. Anymore. I used to drink four or five Long Islands and yeah. then, uh, a couple beers in between, and I'm, I'm on that dance floor like a freak. Did you ever use the pickup line? What's that? You're like a Long Island iced tea. Six liquors. Can I be your seventh? Ever no. use that one? Okay. All righty. All right, everyone. You're, You're a horrible human being. I am a horrible human being. All right. We'll talk to you later. I'm tired.